0: Hey everyone, welcome to Darkcast Interviews, I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. DCI is a long-form interview podcast where we talk to game creators about who they are and their work behind the scenes, as well as, obviously, their recent or upcoming video games. In this episode, I talk with Dan Rickard, the lead artist at Big Blue Bubble Games, to talk about Forgone, their recently released 2D action platformer that includes light roguelike and Dark Souls elements. You can find more information about the game and the show notes for this episode on darkstation.com. There you can also find the original Darkcast, as well as other video game reviews, previews, and features. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show! And welcome back to Darkcast Interviews. I'm Jonathan Miley. Joining me for this episode is Dan Rickard. Dan, how are you doing?
1: Hey there, I'm doing great. This is uh, this is great to be able to reach out to some more people and uh, let people know what's going on with Forgone.
0: That's. I, I'm really glad to to be able to talk to you about this game. I, I remember when it. I don't know if it was just announced or if it was announced when it was going into early access earlier this year, and. Um, I, I was like, oh, that's that's got a cool art style. It's it's got you know range combat, it's got melee combat, there's this like very nineties looking sci-fi heroine on the, the front cover, like, okay, this this sounds cool, and I start looking it up and I'm like, oh, it's is Soro like oh oh man right uh, so actually I joined <laughs> I joined your guys's discord because I was like, wait this looks cool I really want to like it but what's up with with the roguelike stuff um right and so y- you guys actually explained you know that it's a little bit lighter. Uh, than your traditional roguelike. And I was like, oh, wait, I can be excited about this game. Yay! So so now I'm happy to get even more information about it uh, now that it is officially out on a whole bunch of stuff. But before we get into the game, I, I always like to get to know who I'm talking to. Um, before the show, we had a, a very, very nice uh, political discussion, and uh, I don't want to bring any of that up, though. Uh, no. when we're here to talk about games. So, uh, what what do you do on at at Big Blue Bubble on
1: Forgone? So, I am the art director at the studio. Um, okay. I essentially oversee the team. I help out where I can. Um, I've been in the industry now for getting on. I guess it's almost twenty one years. Um, back kind of I was on, I did a launch title on the original Xbox. Okay. Um, so back in 2001, which, which launch title that was Sh- uh, Shrek for the Xbox. I played Shrek for the Xbox. That yes. game is terrible. That's thank you. <laughs> thank you for playing it. And thank you for being honest because it. uh, you know what? It was, uh, it was a game. I, uh, that is, that is a true statement. I don't want to say it was a bad game. I don't want to say it was a great game. I'm just going to I'm going to reserve my comments and say it was a game. Uh there were very many challenging parts to it. Um it was my first game. I had nothing to do with design. I was an I was a character artist. And well, I, it I definitely, worked a lot on it. Wasn't it was not a
0: bad-looking game. I actually I so I got it uh right after I got my my Xbox, which was I took a long break from video games between the NES and the <clears> Xbox. Right. Um and I was twelve, thirteen at the time and I, I think I had a gift card to a store called Media Play, which is closed, defunct now. Uh but it was this great uh multimedia store and uh, it was basically, you know, it was like the movie, music and video game section from like a Best Buy, but as yeah. the whole store. It was it was right. fantastic. And it was much bigger than like a Sam Goody or a four year entertainment or whatever. But anyway, um, so we're going around looking at at games and and my mom found Shrek and she was like, it looks just like the movie. We should get this. And it's like, yeah, I'm 12. I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. (laughs) Um, and yeah, that, uh, I, that, I think that was probably my first game that I did not finish.
1: (laughs) You know, and, uh, I would, I would say the same. I, I actually, I never finished the game I worked on. Uh, there were, there were just parts of it that were insanely difficult. Uh, a little bit tedious, um, but you know what? The, um, it was. Uh, I learned a lot in that game. I learned a lot making it. Um, there was a decent-sized team on it, but only a couple character artists. Mm. So yeah, we learned a lot, and we learned a lot on what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Um. A uh, kind of a, a an interesting fact on that one. It's one of the first games to use normal maps, which Ooh. is kind of an interesting fact.
0: Okay yeah um Yeah, I, I do i like i remember it looking really good like especially was that an xbox exclusive uh
1: yeah i don't believe it i've i've ever seen it on any other console so okay. yeah i would I, I think it's kind of before the whole exclusive uh side of of pushing a game right um you know either made it for playstation or he made it for xbox back then um eventually they started doing cross-platform stuff mm-hmm. um and then i think they got into the exclusivity side of things you know when they realized that you know we can push it a different way we make it exclusive um but i think that was before then so yeah. it wasn't really a, a factor okay yeah Interesting. so yeah, yeah cool. i've been at it for a while uh I've, I've been at big blue bubble now for about the last uh three years and a bit um, before then, I was teaching uh, at a local college, um, video game and character design and animation. Um, and I did that for about eight years while still doing video game contract stuff on the side. Okay. And before that, outsourcing, video game outsourcing for about two or three years. And before that, lots of Battlefield stuff. We, I worked for DICE for several years, um, working on a lot of Battlefield stuff early on
0: yeah i was i was just looking at the wikipedia page for for shrek and i was like that was made by not dice digital illusions
1: ce i was like
0: oh wow
1: it's it's <laughs> dice it's digital yeah I, illusions, I know but it's, but, yeah. but
0: back then like it it wasn't dice <laughs> it was it was digital illusions ce like that's what's yeah. on the box art It's like wow that is
1: man yeah it it's definitely back. uh they're known by dice <laughs> at this point um yeah, you know what? Again, it's yeah. Even even your your bad experiences are good experiences, right? You yeah. still learn from them. So absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um. So while you were teaching, um, what or I guess just throughout the the years, what are, um, some I don't know highlights from your your game dev time before Big Blue Bubble? Anything in particular that um, you want to give a shout out to in terms of games that you worked on?
1: Um. Well, I just kind of did with the battlefield stuff. Right. I think Obviously, that that's probably yeah. my my most favorite, uh, you know, kind of era of of working in games. Um, you know, we had these ultimate uh, lunchtime uh, play play sessions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, where you you know this is this is back when LAN parties were a thing. You know, when you know you got together with your you know you brought your computer over to your buddy's house and everyone hooked up via Ethernet. Um, you know, so it was a it was a really cool thing when you could play multiplayer but be in the same room as other people. You know, so this is this is going back a while now. Like these are things that people take for granted now, where you can just sit down with your phone and or your device of some sort, and everyone's hooked up through Wi-Fi and there's no problem playing stuff. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was a lot harder to do. Everyone had to have the same stuff installed, or someone would had uh, someone would have some type of binder filled with discs and that would get passed out to people. Um, so yeah, back then, that was probably some of my favorite stuff. Battlefield Vietnam, that was a game mm-hmm. I, uh, I worked heavily on. Uh, art director on that for most of it. I think I've been credited with pre-production art director, um, but six out of nine months is more than pre-production. <laughs> um, regardless, that's a, that's a trigger spot for me. Um, uh, but that was fantastic to work on. I've got fantastic memories with that. Uh, at Red Jade, I uh, worked on um, some Batman games. So that was really, that was a lot of fun. Okay. So Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Oh, nice. uh, I did lots of animation for those games. Um, and some some uh, kind of fun stories with that. Um, a lot of the animations that I ended up putting in uh, were based off of video reference for me. Right? Of myself doing these Uh, you know, counter punches or counter grabs or moves, whatever else. So I like to kind of think I'm a little bit in the game, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm a little bit Batman. a little Batman. Or or Batman's a little you, at least. Yeah, well, Um, at the the same time, I was also a little bit Catwoman. (laughs) So that's – I'm not not a very uh, slender guy. So – seeing uh yeah don't i don't i wouldn't want to picture that let's just say
0: <laughs> did you have to do the uh the swaying walk at like from the the intro of
1: of uh Arkham City no thankfully <laughs> thankfully a lot of that a lot of that animation was already done with uh with Rocksteady uh-huh. um so what uh, a lot of the stuff that we had to had to deal with um were all the extra bits uh, of animations things like okay if a thug punches um you need to do three or four different types of counter punches. Mm, mm-hmm. One would be light, medium, and heavy, or um, or a reversal of some sort. So we would have a lot of combat animations that we had to uh, add to this. But a lot of the basic locomotion, like walking and running and ledge grabs, all that stuff, that was done by the by the studio, gotcha. because because really they kind of had to have that stuff for early on, just to get basic character movement down. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of a highlight for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, from the teaching side of things, um, there was a, there was a great, well, I mean, I actually, funny enough, I work with a guy now who was my first student, um, that it was my first student who got his, who got the first job out of any of the students I've had. Uh, and now I end up working with him, you know, and it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
1: another time where I was at a a local convention and there were about a dozen of my past students all working in some type of capacity in games. And it's just, it's a really cool feel to know that you've somehow helped a little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, some, some that don't make it or some that don't get into the industry. Well, you at least hope that you've helped give them some knowledge of of something. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good feeling to know that you've, um, Maybe help make a difference in someone's life.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. What uh, what brought you back into kind of full time development uh, from teaching?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I think at the time I was, uh, you know, I was I was about eight years in for for teaching and only doing contract stuff here and there for games, um, and I I really uh, I was kind of not in a good place with teaching at the time. Mm-hmm. Just there was. Lots of, lots of red tape and lots of, you know, uh, let's say politics, um, and things just weren't going necessarily the way uh, they were going to be working well with me, right? So uh, I was going home angry a lot. I was, I was uh, just not in a good headspace, and um, I was approached. I was approached um, by the studio and to do some contract work, and that quickly turned into a, a job offer, And that very shortly followed up with an acceptance. And here we are three and a half years later. Um, So, yeah, you know what? I've really started just comparing the two and thinking, you know, what what are my priorities right now? What's going to get me back in a better mental state? Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily happy uh, where I was at. Was this going to make me happy getting back into it and getting back to my roots? And in the end, yeah, it was it was a good choice, Uh, you know, not to say that. There haven't been stresses uh, along the way, of course. I mean, it's it's work just like any other job, but you know, I still love it, right? You know, and I think that's that's the thing. Like, I can. There's definitely things you can overlook because of that passion for the art, right? Um, and that's just. I mean, it's just like everything else, right? You know, I talk to I talk to students or I talk to people that are necessarily not in the industry, and I'll tell them, yeah, I, I do this. And it would be, well, you get to play games all day? It's, no, that's not, <laughs> not what it is at all. Not even close. Uh, and if you do, you're playing broken games right. all day as a tester, let's say. Yeah. Right? Or you're trying to break it. Or you're, trying, you know, you're doing something along the line. So, yeah, you don't get to play well-rounded and fully tested games that are ready to go all day. Sorry, that doesn't happen. Right. Um, but, yeah, so... It's a job, you know, it's a job and you, you know, you put your, uh, put your, as much effort in it as you possibly can and hope to get stuff out of it. I, I definitely like to try to think of this, uh, and not even think of it. I, I this is the way I think of it is that this is obviously the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And if you're not happy doing it, how much, how entertaining can you make your, your product? Right. right. Because I really feel that a certain part of you gets put into the stuff that you make. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, I I try to be passionate about it and I try to put everything I've got into it because that's what I would want someone else to do.
0: Yeah. So so with your history, you've worked on a lot of uh, AAA titles and then with Big Blue Bubble, their kind of pedigree uh, for the past several years has actually been mobile games. Uh, but now Forgone is, is out. It, it's on what Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, Epic Game Store, be on Steam um, next year. But yep. um, I guess I, what I kind of want to know about is, w- were there any challenges for you going from, you know, background in console PC games into mobile, and then maybe some of the, the challenges that you guys faced as a studio coming out of mobile and kind of into the console and... In PC space. Yeah,
1: I think I think you know, with every game that we start, whether it's for mobile or whether it's for console or or potentially both, um, there's definitely inherent challenges. I think we're always trying to to up our game, whether it's visually or technically. Um, so there's always there's always something new to learn, and there's always something more that we're trying to push onto a product. Um, for me, you know, going back. I, I was working on some mobile stuff from a contract standpoint at the outsourcing studio uh Red Jade. So we did have we, there were some mobile games that we worked on. So it's not like I didn't know about the requirements for mobile, but it was it was still more of an eye opener getting here and um and, you know being in a in a studio when I first started that was primarily mobile and had, you know, four or five games uh on the go at once. Uh yeah, so it, it was it was definitely um you know, it made you kind of take notice that, oh yeah, okay, well this is this is definitely what we're doing. This isn't PC. This isn't this isn't PlayStation or Xbox. This is definitely mobile. This is working off of phones that are potentially you know five, six, seven years old or more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, big requirement differences. Right. Um, nowadays, obviously, with phones the way they are, um, uh, it's getting better and better uh, in terms of mobile development. But uh, I mean, the Switch is essentially a, a, a high-end phone, right. um, you know, I probably shouldn't say that, but it is uh, yeah, when you compare yeah. it to, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, PC.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the the arm arm processor is is meant to to be mobile. It's it's not like they took a desktop, you know, processor and put it in a, a mobile device. It's yeah. you know, it's it's pretty much a souped up Nvidia Shield. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. when it comes to specs, like
1: yeah. it's you know. And you know, obviously, it has its you know that that has its own difficulties when you're trying to port from one to the next. Sure. And with Switch being one of those next ones to come, um, it it has its own difficulties to port over. But you know, these are things that you know, we've got some fantastic programmers that can that can work with that stuff and. I think, and I guess just uh, from, from my personal standpoint, I much prefer working with something that's a bit more set, mm-hmm. uh, just be, mainly being, you know, coming from an art standpoint, we like to know that we can use a certain number of textures or a certain, right. uh, a certain amount of mesh per character or, or a number of effects or a uh, lighting in, in a scene. And when you're, when you're, you know, when you have to, take a back seat to uh, to technical issues, that, that's a big impact on art. Um, at the same time, it's just, you know, if you think of it another way, it's just a really massive challenge now from an art standpoint to just make it look really great, but with the severe limitations that mobile can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you see some of the games out there that are doing this, uh, I mean, some of these studios out there are just fantastic that they've got... These next-gen-looking games, um, so you know you know that they've done some some great trickery uh, in behind the curtain. So well, that's, that's you know. all
0: video games are—is great trickery. So the whole thing, yeah, it's all,
1: it's all illusion, <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> Excellent. Uh,
0: well, I guess the the last question that I have for you before we kind of actually get started talking about Foregon is just, you know, it's 2020. 2020 is almost over. Uh, hopefully it's not another 2019 going into 2020 situation at the end of this year. But, yeah. um, you know, at, we've dealt with a lot, especially with uh, COVID and uh, people working from home and all manner of things, and just how have you guys been this this past year um, everything good what are I guess some of the challenges that you guys has have faced uh, well i
1: think I think we've probably faced similar challenges with you know as as other studios might have um we're we're up in canada we 're in London Ontario, and you know so it's in some cases we might have uh, le- we might have been affected less than other countries, but we're we're still just as affected in terms of day-to-day working. Right. Um, so back in March, one of the first things we did was we uh, we all moved to work from home. Um, so the entire studio, there's about you know 65, almost 70 of us. Um, we we started working from home in March, and I think even as of as of right now, we've still got. Maybe four or five people, I think, that are still working from home, but the the vast majority of the studio is back to work now over the last uh, month, month and a half. Okay. Um, we started moving people back in August um, and mostly in September, though that's when the big transition back mm-hmm. to the studio happened. Um but yeah, you know what? Um, that that's a that's a it was a big deal. Yeah. And we still ended up, you know, we were able to ship. Uh, and launch a title that we're all very, very proud of in, in foregone. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, that's a, a huge plus on the studio just in itself, you know, bit, to be able to rally and, and pull together, you know, in a, in a time that no one has ever really experienced. Right. Uh, and we got something put together and I, and I, I'm really proud of the team for being able to do that.
0: hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, and just to to make sure everybody's everybodys safe or not everybody's safe everybody's healthy and everything like that you guys haven't had any uh, issues or or losses or anything from the from the virus
1: no i i think i think overall I think everybody in the studio uh, has has i don't think anyone has has contracted COVID. Um, I think there might be the the occasional friend or or family member mm-hmm. that might have um, I mean, when you get into 70 people, if they've all got, you know, half a dozen friends and family, now you're talking hundreds, well, the odds, there's, there's, there's going to be a few out of that, right? Absolutely, right. So, yeah, it's, I think it's, I don't know, it's, it doesn't seem to be uh, too terrible. Uh, I mean, obviously, the whole thing is a terrible, a terrible thing to to live through and work through. But I think we're handling it uh, as best we possibly can. Excellent.
0: Excellent. And uh, I, I guess the, the key thing that we've learned is, you know, if you if you're smart and you stay safe and you do what they say, wear a mask and social distance, then, you know, and I, wash I can, your hands and wash. Oh, yeah. What well, and that's just that's just <laughs> like for the bar. Like people just need to wash their hands more. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, it's like, it, you know, you can you can kind of make it make it through some really tough times. But uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, you guys are. Are doing well and are getting being able to get back in the studio and you know have actual camaraderie because I I know for me definitely just earlier this year when you're socially distancing by just being in your apartment for days on end it is it's not it's not the best for your brain. (laughs) Well, Uh, you
1: know it's it's almost instantly recognizable as soon as you can get a team back together that there's just a feeling of, of camaraderie. There, there's just yeah. a feeling of team yeah. and, you know, Skype calls or zoom calls or whatever video chats can only do so much with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, and that's what we've been relying on for the last four or five months, six months, I guess it is. Um, and again, uh, you know, seeing, um, you know, on my, if it's, if it's on my monitor, seeing a five inch, picture of someone I'm working with is not the same thing as having that person across the table from me, even if they are six, you know, six to eight feet away. Um, it's, it's much better having that person in the room, uh, especially things like ad hoc meetings or, or, you know, just on the fly meetings where you want to brainstorm something or or run an idea past somebody Mm -hmm. instead of having to hope that they're online and then try to get a video conference set up and, it's a, it's just so much easier having people together and to have that that feeling of, of team. And I think it's it's uh it's nice that mostly everyone's back to work. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Awesome. Glad to hear.
1: All right. Well let's um let's talk about that thing that you guys
0: made uh while mostly <laughs> working from home. Uh <laughs> foregone. Um I guess we'll just start out. What is the uh what's the elevator pitch for the game?
1: Oh well, um it's an action platformer um, it's got a kind of a retro feel to it uh, with some of the look and animations um, lots of loot um, I, I, I hate to start pulling off some of the catchphrases and some of the some of the lines that others are doing in reviews because while, while some of it's true some of it isn't necessarily true um, I, I would prefer to hear what you think it is and I can correct you does that sound <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I mean there's there are a lot of games that you know that we're compared to and sure. you know uh some of them are uh, you know in in some cases it's it's a little bit true and in other cases it's not really true much at all. Gotcha. Um
0: uh all right. So I I would say that it is a 2D side scrolling action platformer as you mentioned. Uh it's got both melee and ranged combat. Um, and while there is some exploration, at least from what I've seen in the game, like it's not like a, a Metroidvania of a whole bunch of varying paths where you're getting new abilities and kind of coming back. You do get new abilities, but those seem mostly, uh, connected to like combat stuff rather than, you know, a, a boost jump or, or something like that. Right. And it's got some of the, I guess the biggest thing is it has like superficial, dark souls and roguelike kind of elements like when you die you go back to the beginning of the map but there are teleporters throughout the world so you're not just replaying large sections of the game over and over again um and you have to kind of get back to where uh you died to collect your experience your your gold and 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 whatnot but you're never losing your your weapons or, or anything like that those all stay on on your person
1: So you you've got it right. So you you kind of nailed you nailed it. Yeah, part (laughs) parts of it I I would say yeah you know being able to to um, unlock a certain skill whether that's a, a different type of movement skill. Uh, to allow you to get to a new platform or a new area that you haven't seen yet. That does happen in every single level. Okay. Um, they are secrets. They are more of a secret based um, type of play instead of saying, well, this is a brand new uh, area or brand new level. Uh, it's, it's a little bit smaller in scale for that. Um, there, there's a decent amount of, of narrative. Uh, so, you know, some compelling story with it, um, you know, uh, more than some other games of this type. Um, so, you know, th- with everything, you know, we can always put more into it, but then of course, you know, when, when is enough enough in some cases, yeah. um, because you also don't want to get too deep in certain things, whether that's gameplay, whether that's, uh, the story, whether that's, uh, the amount of animations, things still have to get out within a certain amount of time. Right. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right? So there's still a budget to certain things. Um, the uh, the amount of loot that we have in the game, it's a it's a good amount. Uh, definitely giving you different types of gameplay in terms of uh, you know uh, fighting. You've got obviously your melee and your ranged, but on e- in each one of those, the weapons do feel uh, uh, slightly different. Um, we are looking forward here. Looking forward, there are some uh, some new things coming out uh, in the next uh, couple months. Probably by the end of the year, it'll be an update. Okay. So adding to the game with that, I think that'll be great. I think people should be looking forward to that. And then with uh, with the Steam release coming, there'll be uh, some extra added to that as well. And then those being updated on the consoles at the same time. Definitely. So yeah, you know what? Uh, we we do listen to the players and we do listen to the community. We try to. Uh, we're we're still looking at actively improving the game as we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all very, very happy with it. Uh, I'm, I'm actively on switch, I would say probably each day for an hour or two um, at home, you know, here and there Uh, for the first week, I was probably more than that. I think one weekend, uh, the first launch weekend, I was, I probably was on switch for about 20 or 30 hours. um, And that was just listening and watching people play. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, First off, have you played the game? Uh, yeah, I've played, I've gotten basically through the, like the first
0: level, the like, silent woods, I think. Okay. Um, so, so not very far, uh, just enough. I, I played it, uh, it came out in, in early access at the the beginning of the year and yeah. I, I think I used one of the Epic coupons and, and got it for relatively cheap. Um, and, uh, in, you know, I I started playing it, but it was one of those things where it's like, okay, this does have a story, which I'd like to 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 go into in just a little bit. And I was like, I kind of want to just wait for it to actually like you know 1.0 to be here and kind of experience it as the the whole package rather than uh, <clears throat> potentially piecemeal right. or anything. Um, so well,
1: I'm, I'm I'm happy to say that at least from uh, I would I would say like nine out of ten. And I've probably seen about 40, but I'd, let's say 90% if not more, have that I've seen on Switch have absolutely loved it. Um, I've, I hear more and more, even just as recent as last night, I was watching uh, uh, a streamer. He he just moved over. I think he said from Mixer, and he's been on he's been streaming just for a little while. And I think this was his first game that he streamed on on Twitch. Sure. And he said that this is absolutely you know like kind of essentially this is the game that was made for him um he's he mentioned the words you know game of the year for him um so i mean these 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 are things that i take to heart and yeah. i you know i really appreciate the the kind words at the same time i also appreciate the criticism and feedback that can help make the product better you know um so you know there are different reviews out there there are reviews that mention certain things and believe me all of these things are now being discussed for good or for bad um, because we definitely we actively want to make the best product that we can for for the you know for people to play
0: hundred percent so I guess you know words like dark souls or souls born or souls like or whatever rogue like um, those obviously carry a lot of different connotations with them, even though by and large they kind of they don't really mean anything anymore because there's so many variations on it. Like what, what a roguelike has in common with, especially the original rogue game. Um, like is, it just means, means nothing. I I think for the most part, it usually means like when you die, you lose everything and you kind of start all over again. Uh, and with dark souls, probably the biggest mechanic, uh, that people draw from is that when you die, you have to retrieve your, your experience. Um,
1: and we're kind of in the middle of that.
0: Right. So what what I I guess kind of what what balance does this kind of really ride there and then why why go that route? Like why not just make a straightforward, more you know, just another combination of video game terms? Why not just make a Metroidvania that's, you know, more quote unquote straightforward even though like video games aren't straightforward we don't have genres anymore everything's just a mix but anyway well, <laughs> yeah
1: I think I think you kind of just nailed it though I think you know it's 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 becoming more and more commonplace just to pick up a genre and make it but I think it's it's nice to be able to somehow stand on your own and be segregated or separated a little bit more by whether it's a certain gameplay or a certain a certain type of look um, but to have that that recognition for just being a little bit different, that's not a bad thing sure. Um, you know you don't want to be compared uh, too harshly because you've done exactly the same thing as your predecessor has done right um, except for maybe make it look a little bit different right So it's it's um, it, it's definitely it's it's a tricky call you know it's it's something that I think every studio has to do and they have to decide how close are we going to make this game to, that game um you know and i I won't lie there's i've heard a thousand people mention dead cells when they look at our game
0: Mm.
1: you know so it's uh, and and i i take that as a huge compliment yeah um i love dead cells and it's it's one of the games i was playing even before we started any type of pre-production on Mm foregone um so yeah you know someone is in the past has asked me you know so you know what types of games inspired you? I'll, I'll be quite honest. obviously, I think Dead Cells was a huge inspiration and for many things. Um, whether that's for the look and some of the combat and and certain other things. But you know there are definitely areas of the look that we've gone past where other games are. Um, you know, and and there are certain technical limitations that games like Dead Cells has that we don't necessarily have. But at, at, at another, in other ways, we might have more limitations than them because of certain, certain choices that we've made, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, you, know, you, you try, to make, try to make choices that are best for you, whether, the, whether it's gameplay-related or technology-related or art direction-related. Um, and I think it's nice to be able to stand out and, and instead of just saying, I'm going to make a Metroidvania and that's it. Mm-hmm. To have elements of certain games is not, a, not necessarily a bad thing. Sure. It can be a. Uh, it can add a little bit of spice to things as well. Okay. And right. and I guess with all with all of that said, I think it's also a dangerous thing to involve too many genres of games. You know, to have something say, well, we're this plus this plus this plus this. You know, okay, well, narrow that down a little bit. Right. And I think I think Forgone's got a good balance of of a couple of different types of games. Uh, our game genres or game types. I think we're, I think we've got a great balance. Excellent.
0: Um, so I I guess w- one thing that I kind of wanted to ask you and, and you might not be able to answer this at all, but why do you think roguelikes and souls likes um, are so popular in the indie space right now? Like it obviously not every indie game and it, it probably just feels like a larger, a uh, percentage of them are these things just because uh, those are, I don't know, talked about a lot, but like what's, what's the
1: draw to that, those genres? Honestly, I, I don't have a great answer for you. I can only give you my, my personal opinion on that. Hey, what, and, what's your draw to
0: those
1: genres? Well, though? I don't, I'm not drawn to them. That's the thing. Okay. Right. So, you know, I've got friends that play dark souls and, and just love, love, love it. Um, and you know what? I'm for me, that's like rage quit game. Um, like just yep. give me a coffee table so I can throw it. You know? <laughs> um, so there are certain things of it that, and, and it could be just the difficulty level with with some of it. Um, I'm not opposed to you know having to retrieve uh, your fallen form or your ghost or your whatever you want to call it. Um, actually, I quite like that type of mechanic. Um, like, I played Hollow Knight for, for a few evenings just to try that out. And, you know, there are certain aspects of that that I like and other parts that I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of. But that's going to be every single game. Sure. Um, you know, there, there are aspects of our own games that I don't like and other aspects I love. <laughs> um, so it's, it's hard to make and hard to design a single game to work for everybody in every single way. Right. Um, and that's just, that's just it. That's, that's every, every game designer's problem. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm always curious kind of about those two genres because they're, they're two that are, you know, kind of in the action RPG ish, uh, realm that I, I personally, I don't like for the most part. Cause like you said, like with, with Dark Souls, like that just makes me, like, really angry. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and uh, at least so far from what I played in, uh, in Foregone, it does not seem near that level of, of punishment. Um, I think I'd, I died like once going through the first level, and it, it felt appropriate because, right. you know, my health was really low, and I didn't have any way to, to heal at that point, and there were a bunch of enemies. And then when I went through it the next time, I was a little more careful. I, I had my... Uh, you know, self heal ability and, you know, made it through just fine. It was kind of like, you know, obviously death teaches you things, but like, I, yeah. I, I
1: feel like I don't need to learn that much. <laughs> I, I think the thing that people need to consider if, you know, if they're on the fence about getting this game, I think that they they need to just jump in and grab it mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not a game like they, you know, they have played before. While there are elements um, it's not that game, you know. It's not right. X or it's not Y or Z. It's 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 its own game. Um, you know, I've, I've I've spoken to so many guys on Twitch saying, "Oh, I, I picked it up and I thought it was going to be just like Dead Cells." And five minutes in, it's nothing like Dead Cells. <laughs> you know, uh, then that's them telling me this, and I'm, right. I can't help but agree. Again, there are visual elements, and uh, there's a nod to it mainly because of. You know, the, 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 the pixelated type of look. Right. Um, it's, it's
0: like that, I don't know, you know, video games obviously changed a ton between um, uh, between like the SNES and then with 3D consoles with the uh, Nintendo 64 and the, the PlayStation 1. But it, it it almost harkens back to more of that like, I guess, PlayStation era. Uh, 2D platformer where it's, you know, still heavily pixelized, but there's a lot more detail than, than you could have right. on, you know, a super Nintendo or a, a Genesis game or or something like that. Right. Um,
1: well, you know, this, this t- I, I've done, I've done a lot of different art styles and a lot of different types of games uh, over the years. And this was actually the first big challenge uh, that I ran across in terms of visual Mainly because you know we we were asked to make it a certain way, and uh, that presented a challenge in itself. And then from the technical standpoint, coming or making the tools and making the art to work with the tools to combine that together for a final look. I mean, that was, it was a really it was a big process, and we spent months doing that, trying to figure out. You know the best look that for for the most performant way that we could, mm-hmm. and I, again I'm I'm quite happy with the look. Um, you know I think uh, I'll always be a 3D artist, um, but from from the look of a of a 2D game, I'm quite happy. Um, at the same time, uh, everything in the game was made in 3D first.
0: Okay, so I w- that was actually going to be my next question, was it's right. obviously taking place on a 2D plane, but the way the characters like animate, like it, they don't feel like sprites. I was, I was going to ask if they were 3D, so uh, you, you beat me to it. So, yeah, the
1: ca- all, all of the characters in the game are 3D, Okay. Uh, they, and they still are. Um, they are you know, There's a, a process of pixelating them uh, to, to get the certain look. Uh, they're modeled and textured with that pixelation in mind, so, you know, things like adding extra – some of the extra details that we would normally want to put on a 3D character, we don't have to put those uh, – because they'll never be seen. Mm-hmm. They'll be pixelated down to a, a block instead of, you know, 16 blocks of detail. Um, and then uh, the backgrounds, all the environment stuff, it's it's mainly sprite-based, uh, you know, but these were also all modeled out – first concepted and then modeled out in 3D and then rendered to uh, – to baked images of tail, uh, normal maps added to them. Um, you know, emissive maps added to them. So we've got kind of this, uh, hybrid 2d, 3d type of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, you know, it's, it's being very well received. So I'm quite happy with that. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it got us the, the look that we were, that we were after that we were searching for. But it wasn't an easy thing. It definitely took a lot of trial and error to get to that point. Sure.
0: Um, so you guys went into early access earlier this year and um, the game is, is now out. Where was the game in terms of, I guess, development and everything when you went into early access? And then kind of how was that process of, of doing early access? Uh, well, I can't tell you everything. can't.
1: I can't tell you all the secrets. Um, actually I, I will be honest with you. You know what? Um, it's, it's been a race we've been racing right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think they're I think the first, I mean, it's been about two years since since full release, right? So, um, I think we started pre-production. It was the summer slash fall of 2018. Okay. Um, and that was only a few of us working on it. And then I think full production got started taking place october november of of that year Mm. um and about i would say a a good half a year of really just working on tools and art direction and trying to figure out the look and the feel and some of the gameplay um and that led us up to you know where we're at with uh you know I i guess it was early access um it was a race. It was a race to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we had uh, there were the full release we have now because obviously early access, uh, there were things we wanted to add to it. But right. either due to restrictions, time time restrictions or, or constraints, it's s- certain things we, we weren't able to get in that we wanted to. Now those are in. Right. Um, so definitely people that played early access – you know, they should revisit it. They should go back in and play, you know, play this new version because this is really the way we want it to be. Um, not to say that early access wasn't. Um, I think this just, uh, it, this has had a little bit of time to, uh, you know, uh, to to age a little bit. It's like good cheese, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've given it a bit of time to age. Uh, we've done some tweaks and done some balance issues and, uh, added in obviously more, much more content since Mm -hmm. early access. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to be adding some more stuff as we go. Awesome. So yeah, early access for any place it's, uh, you know, you want to try to get the the product out to the people as soon as you can for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, uh, you know, we, we also don't want to give, give inferior products. So we also still want to make it as fun a game as possible as early as we possibly can Uh,
0: and i imagine this kind of a a hindsight 2020 thing but i I imagine doing early access ended up being a really great thing for for well 2020 uh because there there weren't really any you know shows to take it to and and stuff you you didn't have the kind of boots on the ground hands-on experience uh with people at you know packs or whatever the case may be so this is a i guess Easier way, not necessarily easy. Nothing's easy with video games, but this is a good way to to get it out into people's hands and
1: and see how they respond to it. So yeah, so we did have some some uh, footage in terms of going to conventions in 2019. Okay, um, I was in Seattle at PAX, um, and I did have first first hand experience watching people play it for the you know this is even before the early access build. Right, this was what we called our PAX build. And, you know, it was a that that was a bit of a hodgepodge, but that wasn't going to be released to anybody. It was just to show the game and show aspects of the game. Right. So, yeah, you know what? It was it was awesome. It was great to see people play it. And it for me, it, it really it really touched a soft spot because, you know, this is what this is why we do it. Right. You know, this is why we make games, because I'm getting to see how it affects people firsthand. And I'm getting to see that, well, I mean, that guy just jumped because of this thing that happened or <laughs> that guy has been here for half an hour. Meanwhile, people are lining up behind him, but he won't leave because he wants to beat that boss. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, you know what, that is, that's why we do it. At least that's why I do it. And I, <laughs> I, I hope to think that's why people make games to start with, right? Yeah. Because they, they want to make, they want to change people. Whether that's make them happy or make them sad, they want. You know, it's all entertainment in the end. Right. So it's nice to be able to see that at a, a, a thing like a PAX event, or right. uh, any other type of a gaming event. Early access is similar in the sense of getting it out to people, mm-hmm. but it, it obviously it lacks that hands on that right. played in front of me feel. Sure. Which is why I, I appreciate things like, like Twitch streams mm-hmm. because I kind of get that same feeling. I get to lurk a little bit in the background <laughs> and then jump in and say, oh, thanks for playing the game. Yeah. And they're like, oh, are you one of the devs? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and then, then the questions start, right? right. But I love it. I love it. Awesome. Uh, now, when, when this game first
0: came out or when it came out into early access, it, it came out on the Epic Game Store um and people online have their their fair share of opinions uh about that how how was that experience with players in terms of this being exclusive to the the epic game store which is somehow evil i haven't figured out how yet but yeah that that's an opinion um how was how has that been
1: yeah you know what i think that, that that's that gets into the whole you know xbox ps4 debate or mac windows debate um you know epic versus steam or why epic exclusive or why steam exclusive you know what games are it's as much as we want to make people uh, happy and entertain them it's it's still a business right you know and and there are still business decisions that have to be made and at the time that was a business decision that was made by the studio to go that route um you know i think it's been it's been a good partnership i think i think that we learned things through it um you know and and these are these are all decisions that are above my pay grade so to speak sure right sure. so it's uh this is this is what our, our studio head wanted to do and this is the way we went so uh that we we don't look back at that point sure. um for, so yeah for uh, the record, you know it's for the record but,
0: i'm a fan of of the whole like what epic does with uh, the exclusivity because it, it's not permanent exclusivity uh, right. but like getting more money t- from consumers to the developers
1: is um, I'm a fan of that <laughs> I mean it's, it shouldn't be a secret right that's right kind of, yeah that's the like, draw yeah that's the draw for going with Epic over Steam right. um, so again there's still business decisions being made and that's that was one of them yeah. um, because why not um, but again not, that's that's a decision that was made. Yep. Um, and, at, at, you know, we're, we'll get to Steam. We're going to be there in a couple months. Right, absolutely. And uh, you know what? We can't wait to bring uh, a, an even new and improved version to Steam, um, you know, so everybody can, can benefit from that. And it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Excellent. And, well, um, I guess last question. Well, no, first, I, I, had, I have another question about uh, next gen. But before we get there, um, who came up with gun chucks? and can i thank them personally cuz that is the dumbest <laughs> best weapon ever
1: <laughs> I, you know what i i don't know if i was in that design meeting um, when it was really spoken about i think i think it was our one of uh, i think it was our producer that might have really been championing gun shucks I could be wrong, and I'm probably going to hear from it from from the team saying, <laughs> "Oh my God, Danny, you screwed up on that." It's like I don't know. Sorry. Um, yeah, you know, it's um, it's it's a fun weapon to use. Um, it's not it's not the only game that uses them.
0: Really, I don't. So, I've never seen Gunshot And before.
1: and whether it's not the only game, it's also maybe not the only type of entertainment that uses them. I've seen a movie that uses something similar. Um, so yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's not the absolute uh, invention of those, but uh, it's a great addition to the arsenal that uh, that the arbiter uses in the game. Uh, and you know what? The the fans are loving it. The fans are are digging the the gun chucks. Yeah. And and I see them play it, and they are flabbergasted at uh, being able to use these things. <laughs> so that's great. I, I I love the fact that they love them. Um, personally. Uh, I, I'm more of a, uh, you know, a ranged weapon guy. Um, and whatever gives me the most damage for my melee weapon, I'm happy with that. Sure. But, uh, I also like speed on my melee weapon. Mm-hmm. So I'll, you know, I'll go with something like one of the, sh- like the short sword or, you know, um, but anyhow, yeah, gun chucks. I think, I think it was our producer Jordan that, mm-hmm. uh, at least again, he's kind of the big champion for it. So I'm only assuming that it was his his uh, choice. <laughs> I I am all for other weapons. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and just kind of uh, put my digital stamp on this. I am all for <laughs> flamethrowers. I am a flamethrower guy, and I'm still waiting for that to get in the game. Okay, when I was they, gonna say, or, wait a minute, hold
0: on. I haven't played that far. There's a flamethrower in here. Okay, no, we're okay. We're waiting. Maybe, no, it's, maybe not, it's not in the game.
1: Thrower. Maybe it's uh, r- as of right now, uh, there aren't any there aren't any concrete plans let's just say that we had a design meeting on on weapons pretty recently so uh um and i'm still sad <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh flamethrower is still uh, uh maybe i can get a big fan outcry here yeah. where we can 100%. get some some flamethrower action um everybody yeah, you know everybody what?
0: go tweet it at
1: um <laughs> Blue Bubble Games, we we need flamethrowers. That's right. Uh, That's right, flamethrower action. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? Uh, I, for me, I just I just like lots of lots of uh, pyrotechnics. I like yeah. I like the visual of things like that. So explosions and flames and mm-hmm. you know all the juice. I like the juice <laughs> in games. So yeah. yeah.
0: And you know if if maybe later on down the war the road we can get flame chucks, then like.
1: I'll be in heaven. We'll, we'll be flame chucks, right? Mm. So I guarantee you someone, at least a few people from the studio are going to be listening to this at some point. So, uh, if guys flame chucks was not my idea, it was, it was uh, was Jonathan's idea, (laughs) but I like it. I like flame chucks. I think that's a great idea. Um, and then the, the
0: last question I had about the, the game in particular is you know the the new Xbox the new PlayStation is uh, they're coming out just around the corner. Uh, I assume that there's not going to be a next gen version with like ray tracing or anything.
1: Um, but uh, you should, obviously, you should be able to play this on the next gen uh, consoles. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that
0: that does it for uh, actually talking about the game. Now we get to move into the end game. Uh, which I absolutely love because it's a, a high-stress, no-reward scenario uh, where I get to ask you uh, personal questions. And the first one is very simple, but not necessarily easy to answer. Uh, who, what video game character would you like to go get drinks with? Hmm. And it can't be the Arbiter
1: from Forgone, because that's no. obviously cheating. Um, Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Okay. Probably Wait. my my favorite series probably my favorite franchise okay um love everything about it and even even better my uh, youngest daughter who's uh, just turned 15 she is going through this uh going through all, all well, i think she's on part three or just finishing part three now mm. and she'll be on to on to four probably in next month or so nice. um she's loving it she's loving it too and this is where i get to sit and re-experience it with her yeah, And that it's just, again, it's one of those things that makes me sit back and say, this is why I love games. This is why I'm into games. Yeah. You know, when I can see how much she's enjoying this and if, yeah, she gets stressed out like crazy, but so did I, <laughs> you know, and then it's dad, can you just get me past this part? Sure. I'll get it. <laughs> give me her controls. Right. <laughs> and then she tries to fight me to get the control back. Cause I won't give it back to her, <laughs> but yeah. So Nathan Drake, definitely hands down. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, um
0: I guess you could put put Sully in there too, so Oh, sure. Yeah. Um Sully's Sully's great. He's one of Sully and, and Elena are, are my two favorite characters from that, that franchise. Yeah. Uh but you you gotta have her play the um the pseudo sequel expansion uh Lost Legacy with Chloe and uh Nadine from uh No. Yeah. Have you played that yeah, one? Yeah, so
1: I, I I know exactly which one you mean okay. and I'm I'm just I'm, I'm trying so hard not to play it because uh-huh. I think it's just going to make me not want to, like, I I think it's going to spoil it for me. Sure. It's going to, it's going to just sully my, <laughs> you know, so to speak, uh, my, my thoughts of the original. Mm. So I'm just, I'm just holding back. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know what? I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's got equally good gameplay and I'm sure it's got a, very much the same type of feel. Yep. So what's your next question? All right. Next question <laughs> is
0: um, if you could replay any video game again for the first time, uh, what would you like to experience? And you don't have to worry about it aging poorly or anything like that, but you get that first time play experience again.
1: Um, you know what? There was, uh, there was a game that at the beginning of the year I, I picked up, and I think it was a year old at that point. And it, just, uh, it was a really, really short game. But it had this really profound uh, movement that, that it just I don't know it just kind of changed me a little bit. And that was called Gris
0: G R I S.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, I think it was I think I finished it in about three hours. Um, but just you know maybe it's just, it hit my sensibilities exactly the way it's it, they meant to because the music, the visuals, the pace of the story, um, everything just. Just fell in sync with each other for my sensibilities. Uh, you know, other people might might have found it either weak in one of these, or maybe too slow, or not exciting enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was something about it that, after I finished it, because I, I finished it in one evening. It was only three hours. Okay. And I, and I had no idea how long it was going to even be, mainly because I didn't look I didn't look into you know any any reviews or up or um, comments on it. I just played through the game and I got to the end thinking, holy crap, that, that was, that was like changing. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted more immediately. Mm. Um, so it was, it was upsetting in a sense that I couldn't, I, there was no, there was no more. Right. right. So I would love to be able to play that game again, kind of, you know, have it erased from my memory sure. and play through again and get that same type of feeling because it, for me anyway, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was fantastic. Fantastic. If right. you, if you haven't played it, you should try it.
0: I, I haven't played it. I, I think I bought it not long after it came out because everybody was talking about it being really fantastic. And I, I think it uh, made it, even though it came out in like December, it made it on some, uh, certain game of the year list that year. Uh, and it has just it's, it's sat there, so maybe maybe one day you, you to know what?
1: I, again, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm I don't feel like I I don't want to promote the game, but <laughs> you you know what? If you already own it, yeah, this, we're talking like uh, you know you could binge a couple episodes of your favorite show, or you could get into this thing uh, yep. in in one evening, finish it. Um, Anyway, I I strongly recommend it. I think it's it was uh, it's just a beautiful game. Uh, that That's
0: a problem that i I just generally have. I buy games and then don't play them it's It's tragic but
1: anyway it's it's more like um it's it's I'd say it's almost less a game and more an interactive art project hmm. okay you know just again music and the visuals are just uh just fantastic for what they are and it's not like these next gen visuals it's it's a very painterly mm-hmm. feel.
0: Uh, Anyway, it looks
1: beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful game. It's great. Cool.
0: All right. Well, um, is there a a blind spot in your kind of gaming repertoire uh, that you feel like needs to be filled filled in? Either it's a, a popular series or franchise or maybe a genre that either you feel like you need to play or everybody keeps telling you that you you need to
1: play, but you just haven't. Hmm. Let me think. Uh, may, maybe more of these uh, rogues-like games. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just really try to get in the mind of some of, uh, you know, like what? why do people uh, really uh, like them so much? Sure. And again, it's not to say that I, I don't like them. Um, just maybe just getting more into the, the, the mindset. Um, uh, Animal Crossing mm. was a huge one, uh, especially around the office just recently, maybe a half year ago. Um the Pokemon Go was a massive one that I don't I don't I'd like to know more on. Um although my daughter and I did uh ride around the neighborhood on our bikes a couple of years ago, uh catching Pokemon. Okay. Um that was interesting. Uh and it killed our data. Uh <laughs> so um so I again there like there's certain there's certain types of games that I'd like to know more as to why they're a certain uh, why they have such a high status? Yeah. But other ones, you know, like like recently, Fall Guys, mm-hmm. um, it's huge, right? And I think uh, it deservedly. You know, I think it's it's mainly huge because it's a really accessible game and it brings together a lot of players at once. Um, the 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 levels or the the um, obstacles are pretty straightforward and you know it's just an engaging, uh, very uh, readily available game for people to try so I think that I think that works quite well um, but it's it's massive it's it's freaking huge so yeah like where do I get a little bit of that where, where's where's this where's the magic sauce for that thing Like that's that's great uh, obviously Fortnite being another massive uh, success uh, I did get into that a little bit, uh, with my, uh, with my daughter and some of my friends from work, one friend in particular, I won't name names, but he knows, he knows who I'm talking about. Um, you we know who you are. <laughs> yeah. You know who you are. Uh, I won't, I won't say his name. Um, but we were, uh, three or three or four of us were playing one night and I just uh, suddenly I, I stopped seeing that other guy and. Turns out one of the last things he said before just kind of uh, just silently uh, fading away into the darkness uh, was, yeah, this game isn't my kind of game. <laughs> and, and it's like, where did you go? You just left. Um, but it, honestly, that, I think they've done balancing and they've done matchmaking stuff. So I think that was about two years ago mm-hmm. where if you weren't, if you were not a, an elite player, you were dead within moments of seeing somebody. Ah, yeah. um, and you know what? That, that isn't that fun. Sure, um, but I I do I did like the resource gathering and I did like the building stuff and the I I I really like the look of the game and everything else about it. But it did find I did find it you know really uh, unbalanced in terms of who you were fighting. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the game's problem. That's the people that are practicing it. Sure. <laughs> so I just wasn't practicing enough.
0: That's
1: uh, yep, yep. That's that's why I don't
0: play a lot of multiplayer games cuz I'm not having fun if I'm not winning and if and I'm, I don't win because I don't play any one game enough to actually be good at it.
1: Right. And exactly. I'm okay with that. That's <laughs> Yep. I'm okay with that. But you know what? Right. And I want to make want to bring this point up. When you play Forgone, you can feel like an elite player. Sure. Yeah. Um I find there's a certain flow to the gameplay and and a, f- a certain flow to the controller, when when you're in certain fights, uh, it, things just happen and mm-hmm. one combo or one attack links into the next one really seamlessly, um, and you do kind of feel like you're that expert player even though you've only been playing for half an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I do find that happens quite often in Forgone. and I I did see a lot of a lot of players on Switch with the same type of uh, feeling, and they they were very vocal about it. You know. Uh, it's it's those moments that you want to record. It's those mm-hmm. it's those very recordable snapshots in time that oh I want to show my buddies this. Right. Did you see that? Did you see what just happened there? So yeah, Forgon's got a lot of that stuff.
0: Excellent, excellent. All right. Uh, what is a a good trend in video games? Whether it's uh, a studio practice or a gameplay mechanic or whatever the case may be but just anything in video games that you like and you would like to see more of so uh, a trend or what i like because that's different <laughs> well it, it, it's not necessarily a trend but maybe something that you want to see become a trend um mm. i just i use trend here and then the word trope later so right. it's it, it's alliteration i don't know <laughs> uh,
1: let me see I mean, I, I'm I'm probably one of the more open-minded players because I, I like to play every type of game. Okay. So if, I, I don't want to just say, "Well, oh, I like more first-person shooters," or I like, I like uh, you know, more RPG," or uh, you know, just I, I like all types of games. Um, I think if anything, I do I do really enjoy having a good solid story in games. Mm. Um, I, I like story when it's not force-fed to you. Yeah. Um, like I really, I really appreciate Ori uh, and how 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 the Ori games are doing it, where it's it's not, you know, you, they don't have to handhold you ac- across every bit of narrative in the game. Um, right. Other games, you know, why do I need that flashing blue arrow to point me to that thing? Like if I if you want me to get there, you're gonna direct me there through gameplay. Um, Otherwise, why did you do it that way? So I think just having you know a really strong narrative, I, I, I appreciate that in games when it's there. Um, I do like you know inventive uh, looks and inventive art styles, I, you know. But that's even especially nowadays that's tricky to come across. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things have been experimented with, and you know uh, just different looks and different art techniques. Um, but I do appreciate when there's something that's a little bit new and fresh, even though that's hard to come by nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if anything, I would say something that doesn't, that looks a little unordinary and has a deep story to it. That would be something that I would I would want to see right away.
0: Okay. Excellent.
1: Um, now, the, the flip side of that, any
0: uh, tropes or bad trends that you wish would just, you know, either go away or just, you know, calm down a little bit and take up less room?
1: hmm yeah this could get me in trouble (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just i'm just kidding i I would say um for good or for bad actually we were just talking about this a little while ago uh one of one of the programmers we were talking about vr Mm. and i guess my my biggest issue with vr um which, which actually, I, I quite like. Uh, a few games, Super Hot being one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just telling, telling about a story where I ended up on one of my friend's laps because I was trying to <laughs> lean on a wall in Superhot, <laughs> and I ended up on his lap. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Great, yeah. Um, but I was, I was more complaining to the fact that, you know, I guess for me, I, I, I really enjoy couch co-op um you know really getting those two to four players that are just elbowing each other while they're playing a certain game instead of playing online but you can't really do that with v with uh, vr Mm -hmm. Uh, and while i I don't even know if if a system can handle four vr headsets at once um and but that's where i'd like to see it i guess um but i guess at the same time it's a bit of a beef like there's there are so many cool things that I mean there are multiplayer VR games, but not necessarily that couch co-op or that couch play type of game where you can have you know more than one person at a time. Sure. So you know when I what do you need I mean you need space right mm-hmm. you need room to move. Um so that's that's limiting but okay so what so get a bigger basement you know or <laughs> play in your garage or. Uh, play a game where you don't have to swing your arms around but it's still in VR right you know that I think that you know I'd, I guess I'd like to see more of that which I guess is more of the first an answer to the first question but it's the answer you're going to get That's
0: the... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right uh, so for the penultimate question uh, you've you've gotten to do a lot of things. You've worked on AAA games, you've taught, you're in the indie space now. But if there was any other profession that you would like to give a shot,
1: uh what is something that you would like to do? Uh you know what? I've got a, a an actually a pretty big musical background. Um, and growing up, uh, I've always had music in my life and at one point I was considering teaching it. Um, I Uh, I I shouldn't say I play anymore, but at one time uh, I played dozens and dozens of instruments. Um, I sing now in a band, um, you know, so there's, I I still keep music in my life. I guess if anything, I'm probably bringing music uh, into more of the forefront would be something I would look at doing Mm -hmm. Um, uh, on a, on a bright note. Um, uh, while, uh, while I'm the art director, I also manage the sound department here too. Okay. Um, so I do have a little bit of, uh, of, uh, you know, uh, that's kind of a side, uh, side thing for me. I do have some interest in that and, and professional interest in that, even through work. I don't do a lot of the stuff in there. I might just give some feedback once in a while, but, um, it's, uh, it is something that I at least have a little, a little, you know, thumb on the pulse of, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think music, something music based. Um, you know what? I'm 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 loving what I'm doing right now. Right. Um, this is a fantastic uh, career to have, and you know I I get to make games. I get to make people happy, sad, angry. Uh, I get to bring a level of entertainment to a, a mass amount of people. So it's right. a fantastic career to have. Absolutely. Well,
0: uh, our final final question is uh your your drinking buddy was nathan drake so you get to ask him one question and he responds what is what is the one burning question that you uh you want to ask nathan drake how how does he respond
1: Uh, oh man oh that's tough (laughs) um really no t-shirts (laughs) <laughs> i don't know he's always wearing the same the same long sleeve shirt yeah um you know he's never wearing a t-shirt or anything else yep. um i don't know that's that's tough how, uh, how does your shirt stay perpetually half tucked how how, how? that's right <laughs> yeah there you go. i think i think you just asked my question right there
0: well dan thank you so much for sitting down with me and chatting about Forgone. Uh, if you could send this out by letting people know where they can get uh, their hands on it, and also when it, when it's coming to
1: Steam. So you can get it right now on Epic, on PS Four, on Xbox, on Switch. Uh, that's currently on sale right now. Go grab it. Uh, on Steam, it's coming in March. So keep an eye out for that. Get on the wish list for that uh, as soon as you can, so you can get updates. Uh, we look forward to seeing more and more people play it. I look forward to doing some more lurking in the background on Twitch. Uh, if you get on there and start uh, streaming some of your uh, some of your games, you might see some comments from me, and I might just troll you a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> fantastic
0: all right well thank you again so much for for sitting down and chatting with me about the game best of luck as you guys continue to work on it and bring it you know the, the additional updates that you have in mind and bring it to to more platforms like steam and um yeah i look forward to, to chatting with you again in the future uh hopefully about your next project
1: thanks very much i uh, i enjoyed our talk and i look forward to talking to you as well